0: Shall we turn our Bibles to uh, Psalm 37 uh, for a brief uh, meditation this morning. Uh, Shall we turn our Bibles to Psalm 37 and we read uh, verses 39 and 40. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and uh, saves them because they take refuge in him. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take a refuge in him. Psalm 37 is a very popular psalm for many of us because some of the very, very good promises of God are found in this psalm. And many of us probably might even know this psalm by heart. If you've been through Sunday school in your young days, you would have probably um, memorized this psalm as a child. It talks about how uh, the Lord saves the righteous um, and he is a stronghold for them in times of trouble, how he helps them and delivers them from the wicked and saves them from the unrighteous uh, for those who take refuge in him. In fact, the whole psalm itself, is about that at least about four or five times you find that God will establish the righteous and make them to dwell in the land uh, forever dwelling safely but the wicked will be cut off the future of the wicked uh, will not be there there is no future for the wicked it would say the scripture goes on to say that the future of the righteous is well established God will break down the power of the wicked He establishes the righteous. Uh, This whole psalm is about the righteous being strong and secure, being uh, the righteous coming under God's protection. And here the last few verses that we just read, 39 and 40, talks about how the Lord saves the righteous um, and the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord and goes on to say he is their stronghold in time of trouble. This phrase that he is their stronghold um, caught my attention. How God is our stronghold? Normally, uh, when we talk about strongholds, we talk about strongholds in a negative sense. We talk about, the scripture talks about the strongholds of the devil, the strongholds of the mind. And a stronghold is generally... uh, One of the meanings is that a stronghold is a place of security, a place of safety, uh, a place where people go and hide themselves uh, from the attack of the enemy. It's a place where they get a covering uh, from the sight of the enemy, where the enemy cannot view them, see them. A stronghold. On the other side, a stronghold is also something which is an ideology. (laughs) Uh, This is a stronghold of uh, such and such a party. Because most of such people in this area um, have a certain kind of ideology and they subscribe to a certain um, philosophy or subscribe to a certain religion or subscribe to a certain political party. That's a stronghold, you know, or this is a DMK stronghold. (laughs) This is a Congress stronghold, you know, which means that majority of the people there vote for such kind of a party or they would say this is a a certain religious stronghold in that particular area. And so a stronghold is either a place where you go and take cover, protection, when there's an attack and you hide from the enemy, or it is also in the sense of where it is a certain philosophy, a certain idea which people subscribe to, which is also understood as a stronghold. But here you find the psalmist saying, God is my stronghold. Hallelujah. Oh, that, that, that's in the positive sense. God himself who is a stronghold. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. He is their stronghold. He is their protection. He is their fortress. A king builds a fortress so that uh, in times of war, in times of uh, attack from the enemy, the people can hide within the fortress. That's why you see the fort. That was a place where they could hide. That's what. Uh, that was a place where the uh, key um, soldiers, the commanders, could uh, uh, you know sit there and in a, from a high place view the enemy coming against them, and then they would use those cannons and uh, uh, shoot and attack the enemy. God is our stronghold. God is our fortress. God is our refuge. The Psalmist King David says in many places through the book of Psalms. As a king, he always faced enemies. Kings always face enemies. People in power and position face enemies. People who are in positions of influence face enemies. People who are... uh, in uh, places of decision making and that impacts the decision impact when that impacts the lives of many others, they face enemies. When you're in a position of leadership, you face enemies. You know, if you are a a, a manager, if you are a leader, if you are a, you know, uh, heading something, if you're leading something, you face enemies. Because there are some people who do not like the decisions you take. There's some people who will not like the way you function. But the Bible says that the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord and he is their stronghold in times of trouble. David was a man who uh, was in trouble a lot of times, many, many times. Beginning with Saul. Here comes God speaking to David saying, you're going to be the king over Israel. And he sends the prophet Samuel to anoint David. And as soon as he was anointed, and as soon as he began to function in the calling that God had given to him, as he began to play the harp, as he began to serve in the king's palace, immediately, you know, evil forces rose up against him. Saul was about to pin David to the wall because an evil spirit from the Lord was tormenting Saul. And that evil spirit was not just tormenting Saul, it was also against David because it was against the plan of God because the enemy somehow got hold of Saul who was now king of Israel, but the enemy did not want a man after God's own heart to come up and lead the people of God. And so the enemy was going after David also. Right at the beginning, he wanted to pin him down to the wall. And then Saul was uh, jealous of David and constantly he was going after David. David was, you know, a simple ordinary man. But Saul was a king. As a king, he could not take up the praises that were, you know, given to David. And that caused jealousy and jealousy resulted in uh, hatred and resentment. And that in turn resulted even to the extent of, you know, uh, spirit of murder, where Saul was after David's life to kill David. And so very often David would run away and find a place of security, a safe place, and run into that place and hide himself there. If you read uh, in Samuel, First Samuel, many places, we're not going there right now. We'll go there a little later. In many places in 1 Samuel, the Bible would say, Samuel, uh, in the book of Samuel, that David went into the strongholds. David went into the strongholds. When he was in the stronghold, he always found a stronghold. But the greatest stronghold he was holding on to was God himself. Hallelujah. And so the one who is a fortress, the one to whom you can go and take refuge, when you are in trouble, I don't know if there is anybody in trouble this morning or anybody troubled about something. You have God as your stronghold. Hallelujah. You can go and, and hide yourself in him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the Bible says. The righteous run in and they are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Hallelujah. Just that name is like a tower. Is like a fortress, is a stronghold into which you can run in. That's a power in the name of Jesus. When you call upon the name of Jesus, demons will flee. Demons were cast away in the name of Jesus. When the apostles went and they spoke the name of Jesus and they say, In the name of Jesus, come out. In the, say, in the name of Jesus, get thee behind me. In the name of Jesus, when they cast out those demons, they left, they fled. And so whatever the devil may be trying to do against your life, either it's your personal life, it's in your mind, it's your finances, it's your health, or whether it's in your family, with your children, or whatever the enemy may be trying to do in your profession, you know, in your workplace, whatever the devil might be trying to do against you, work against you, in whichever way it may be, Run into the name of the Lord. The Lord himself is a stronghold for you that you can run in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are times where we are in great distress. Suddenly, there is a situation that comes up when we are very much in distress. We get stressed out when we are in distress. The name of the Lord is a stronghold. Salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in this stronghold. Firstly, God is our stronghold. And so to title this morning's message, it is being secure in the strongholds of God. Being secure in the strongholds of God. The salvation of the righteous comes from the lord he is their stronghold in times of trouble turn with me to second kings chapter 6. firstly god is our stronghold secondly the supernatural manifestation of the power of god is our stronghold where we can run in and take cover second kings chapter 6 verse 8 to 20. now the king of aram was at war with israel After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. We are reading from 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 8 to 20. Now, the passage I just began to read is about the king of Aram and Israel. The king of Aram was at war with Israel. And the king of Aram says, I will set up camp in such and such a place. And the man of God sends word to the king of Israel saying, beware of passing by that side, because the king of Aram is setting up camp. And so the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. So that as the king of Israel was, you know, passing by up and down, as he was traveling to different places, Elisha the man of God was warning the king of Israel and saying the king of Aram is setting up places to attack you traps to trap you attack you and so each time Elisha warned king of Israel escaped he went probably in another route and so um, you know time and again Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places this enraged the king of Aram he summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel. (laughs) King of Aram is frustrated because every time he is finding a strategic place to attack the king of Israel, somehow the king of Israel is escaping. And so he suspected that one of his officers who know the places which he is setting up as traps is giving an information to the king of Israel you know, somebody's a spy from here. Somebody has been put as a spy from there. and Somebody has been giving information to the king of Israel so that wherever I go, wherever I set a trap, king of Israel is escaping. How can this be? And so this enraged the king of Aram and he said, tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king said one of his officers. But Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. (laughs) You don't need mind reading, uh, you know, um, extra spiritual, uh, you know, capacities. (laughs) You need a prophet who will tell what's happening in the enemy's bedroom. What he's talking, what he's planning, what he's scheming. Elisha the prophet is telling, is the king of Israel. And so every time he sets up a trap, the king of Israel is escaping. And then go find out where he is the king ordered. So I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. Everybody says strong force. Strong force. The enemy sends a strong force. Has anybody felt a strong force in your life? A strong force resisting you. A strong force not letting you move forward. A strong force hindering us. Let's read it. And they went by night and surrounded the city where Elisha was there. When the servant of the man of God, that is Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning and he saw an army with horses and chariots that had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked don't be afraid the prophet answered those who are with us are more than those who are with them and elijah prayed open his eyes lord so that he may see Then the lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around elijah as the enemy came down toward him Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. You see, God, you know, enables Elisha to blind the eyes of the enemy forces. It was a strong force, but now the strong forces become blind. And Elisha goes and says, oh, this is not the city. You're in the wrong place. He, in fact, they were looking for him. They came to capture him. And he goes to the enemy and says, this is not the place. He blinds them. And Elisha so shows them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you're looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men. So they can see them. The Lord opened their eyes and they looked and they, they were inside Samaria. Even though a strong force was sent by the enemy, there was a stronger force. With the people of God. Hallelujah. God manifested his supernatural power by sending forth, you know, horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha and his servant. They were stronger than the strong force that came against them. That's why the supernatural manifestation of the power of God is a stronghold for us where we can go and take refuge in. Hallelujah hallelujah you would never know how god can blind somebody and how god can open their eyes you would never know how god can bring down an army of you know chariots and horsemen and horses of fire and set them around you probably you don't know them and the enemy also can't see but there's a stronghold hallelujah Hallelujah. There's a manifestation of the presence and the power of God in such a supernatural manner, which is a stronghold. Hallelujah. And so as we heard the word of prophecy that God has put a stronghold for Pranita. Amen. Hallelujah. God has set her in a stronghold that the enemy cannot touch and take away her life. And that's what the enemy wants to do but we speak together in the name of Jesus that she is in the stronghold of God. Hallelujah. 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 That the enemy cannot touch her. Hallelujah. This is true. This is not something theory. This is not something which is fictional. This is not something that uh, is just historic and archaic, (laughs) something which is ancient, ancient ideas. No. No. This is practical, this happens even today. Hallelujah. There are so many people who have experienced such experiences when they were all alone, when people came to attack them. They suddenly, their eyes were opened and they saw there were many people with flaming swords of fire standing around them. And they were afraid and ran away. decoids who came to plunder some people. And because these people were the people of God and they were praying, prayerful people, They had the presence of God and the supernatural power of God manifested. And when they came to attack, they suddenly saw, you know, flames of fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The supernatural power of God will be manifest. And that is a stronghold into which we can run into and be safe. There was a prophetic the, the prophetic word is a supernatural manifestation of the power of God. The word of prophecy that God gives to us very often, very frequently is a manifestation of a supernatural power. He's speaking to us. He's promising. He's telling us what he's going to do. He's talking to us about how he's going to protect us. That's a supernatural manifestation, the prophetic word that God gives to us. And Elijah was a prophet. And he knew what God would do. And God did amazing powerful things for him and protecting him. God enabled him to open the eyes of uh, the servant to see the power of God. And the servant and the prophet were in the stronghold of the supernatural manifestation of God's power. Number three. The church, the people of God is a stronghold for God. You might wonder, what is that? We are a stronghold for God. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 says, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will build my church. This is the words of Jesus. I will build my church. Church is not a building. Church is not an institution. Church is not An organization. A church is not just a place of worship also. Church is biblically the people of God. A set apart people of God. And so Jesus is saying, I will build my church. I will build us. He's talking about us. I will build my church all over the world. And that's what Jesus is doing. Setting apart people for himself. Setting apart people who will follow him. And live by his word. Setting apart people who will, you know, assist him in setting apart more people for him, for his kingdom. So that he will reign and rule the hearts and lives of people. And so Jesus says, I will build my church. And goes on to say, and the gates of Hades, hell, will not prevail against it. Will not overcome it. The one thing that the devil cannot ride through, the one thing that the devil cannot overcome, the one thing that the enemy cannot break through is his church, Christ's body, for which he himself is the head. And so the church is a stronghold for God. Hallelujah. We are a stronghold for God. And those who come and join with us are safe and secure. (laughs) Because the gates of hell will not overcome us. Are you with me this morning? And so this morning, you are here in the household of God. You are part of the household of God. You are part of the family of God. You are part of the people of God. If you say, I belong to Christ, I give my life to Jesus, you, you become part of his body as well. And his body is his church, his people. You become part of his body. And there is no disconnection between the head and the body. We are one in him. We are complete in him. We belong to him. Hallelujah. We are his. He is ours. He dwells amongst us. The Bible says that uh, he is our God. We are his people. And he dwells amongst us. As a God who dwells amongst us. We are a stronghold for God. Because the Bible says, I will build my church. He is building our lives. He is building his kingdom. He is building the people of God. He is collecting more and more people to become his people. And when we are part of his people, we are as his people together, we are a stronghold that the enemy cannot break through. The enemy cannot ride over. The enemy cannot defeat. The enemy cannot take plunder from this stronghold of God. Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, cannot overcome it. And so if you are part of this family of God, if you align yourself into the family of God, if you willingly give yourself to be part of the family of God, if you identify yourself and if your identity is that I belong to Christ and I belong to his family. I belong to Christ and I belong to his community. This is not about you know, whether it's a high caste or a low caste, to which community you belong to. This is about belonging to the family of God, This is belonging to the community of God's people who love and worship him, who live in a dynamic relationship with him and who exist to fulfill his purpose, to build his kingdom, to bring glory and honor to him. And so if you are part of, if you identify yourself to be part of his family, if you identify yourself to be part of his church, and if you are in his church, and I believe we are his church. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are a stronghold for God. We are a stronghold for God that the enemy cannot take plunder from. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is amazing. I tell you that you are Peter on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Why? Because the church is God's plan. Church is God is centered to God's plan for this age. You read that in Ephesians chapter three, and verses eight to eleven. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter three, verses eight to eleven. Paul says, Ephesians three eight. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me. There is a particular calling a particular task that God has given assigned to him a grace that has been given to him to do something specifically to Paul the apostle an apostle is a sent down one on the mission of Christ although I am least of all the Lord's people yet this grace was given to me what grace firstly to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ to be an apostle to the Gentiles to take the gospel to the Gentiles that was the primary purpose of his life and then to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery. The idea of the mystery is explained in the preceding verses, verses 1 to 7. The mystery is the church which was once hidden, which was now revealed through Apostle Paul. There's a, it was a mystery, it was hidden, the idea of the church that Jews and Gentiles together will become his church, his people, set apart people of God that was hidden that idea was hidden and now when after christ came and he was born in this world this mystery is now revealed and now paul has been given this grace as to how this church must function to explain to teach the churches as to how the churches must function and that's what he says this grace was given to me firstly to preach the gentiles the boundless riches of christ and secondly to make plain to everyone the administration of this ministry in other words administration means how do you function the house order the greek word used there is oikos nomos oikonomos which means house order house law how there is should be an order within this household of god how should we function as god's household what is our mission what is our purpose how do we live how do we function that grace was given to paul to reveal that to the churches are you with me this morning? So to preach the Gentile, to the Gentiles, the gospel, secondly, to make plain to everyone the administration of the church, for which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. Read verse uh, 10 and 11, 9, 10, 11. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus Lord now so his intent which was his eternal purpose his intent now was that through this set apart people of God this plan of God uh, the idea of the church the plan of the church and the mission of the church was now being revealed this manifold wisdom of God which was once hidden is now revealed through the church even to the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Even the angelic beings did not know this plan of God. The plan that Christ is going to establish his church, that Christ is going to call people from the Jews and the Gentiles and everybody in to become a set apart people of God, that he will build them up. This intent of God was hidden for ages past, which was his eternal purpose, but was hidden to even the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. But this is now being manifest. You see, so Christ is building his church. When we say, when Jesus said, I will build my church, he means what he says. When he says, I will build my church, he is explaining about what it is in Ephesians chapter 3, that this is central to his plan for this world. So the one thing that Jesus is building is the people of God. The one thing that Jesus is doing in this world is to set apart people for himself. The one thing that Jesus is doing in this world is to build his kingdom and the grand strategy of building his kingdom. The kingdom means the rule and the reign of God in the hearts and the lives of people. The one way he is invading people's hearts and lives and ruling and reigning over them is the grand strategy for that is his church. To build them together as communities of God's people together, against which the gates of Hades will not overcome. Hallelujah. You see, this as the central thing, the most important thing, the one thing that God is doing in this world, the one big thing that He's doing is setting apart people for Himself. That was His eternal purpose, which He's accomplished through Christ through the death and resurrection of Christ, people could come to know him. People could come and be forgiven of their sins. People could come and be in a relationship with him. People would come and join along with him to become his body. And so he's building his body. And that is his intent. That was his eternal purpose. And so here, as I said earlier, we speak of strongholds in the negative sense, in the strongholds of the devil, strongholds of the evil one, strongholds of the mind, stronghold of sin. But here, the church is a stronghold for God against which the evil one, the devil can never break through, the devil can never penetrate, the devil can never plunder from the church of Jesus. The devil can never annihilate. The devil can never snuff out his church, Christ's church. This is a stronghold for God. And so if you are part of this household of God, you are a stronghold for God himself. You're a stronghold where God comes and dwells. You're a stronghold where people can come and take refuge. You're a stronghold where the enemy cannot come and attack. And so if you've come and aligned yourself and and even some members of your family are still not yet in Christ, probably they are still not yet part of this community of God's people, (coughs) the church. Because you have come into the stronghold. You are praying for them. The enemy cannot overcome them. Hallelujah. 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 You've taken possession of them in the spirit. You're calling them into God's kingdom. You're loving them into God's kingdom. You're praying them into God's kingdom. You're speaking the word and calling them to come into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. The enemy cannot prevail. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it's important that we continue to stay and be part of the stronghold of God, the church. And that's where there is safety. That's where there is spiritual protection. It's true. It's true. Those who said, oh, I don't need church. Oh, no church is good. There's some people who will always complain. You know, oh, that church they do like that. This church they do like this. That man of God did like that. He said like this. He said like that. You know, they took away money. They are corrupt. They did all these things. People can always go on complaining about the church and always complaining about people in the church. And they will complain from place to place. And any place they go, they will always find that the church is no good because they are there. (laughs) Sometimes that's the truth. But you know, Christ is building his church. (laughs) hallelujah yes it's true that we are flawed men (laughs) amen hallelujah as much as you are flawed i am also flawed (laughs) and we all need jesus amen hallelujah but that doesn't give us a license to go on with sin but we all need jesus we all need grace (laughs) amen praise the lord And so we need to understand that there's something about this idea of the church that which is divine, which is God. He is the head. It's his body. And so that is a stronghold for God. This community is a stronghold. And some people have deliberately said, I will not be part of church. I will do my own spiritual thing by myself. It's just between me and God. God. I can just watch some TV channels and I can watch some sermons that I like and preachers that I like and I can take my own communion at home and I can uh, give my offering online. I can swipe my card, uh, you know, to any ministry that I'd like to and I can have my own spirituality. Well, Christ was not building a privatized religion. He's building his community, his church. (laughs) That is his his idea, not man-made idea. Oh, somebody started a church, immediately people go, oh, there he goes, going to make money. If that is actually true, it's one of the most troublesome things to do to make money. (laughs) I don't know if you heard it. To start a church and use that to make money is one of the most troublesome things to do. You rather go do a business which is far less trouble. (laughs) Better to make money in some better way. It's one of the very difficult things to do. Some people think, "Ah, that can't be true. He just has to stand up on Sunday morning and speak for an hour. We all work hard, Monday to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you can come along with me for a week. Church is a stronghold of God. Christ is building his Church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so be part of his household. Be part of his kingdom. Be part of his Christ people. This is God's idea. This is God's plan. And when you're doing that, you're not going to fail. You're not going to fall. And even if you fall, there will be somebody to lift you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're straying away from the right path, there will be somebody who will come alongside and draw you back to the right path. That's why we need each other. When you're going through times of suffering and sorrow, we need somebody who will come alongside and comfort us and strengthen us and speak life and encouragement to us. When we're going through times of joys and happiness and successes, we need people who will come alongside and, and celebrate along with us at the same time tell us, don't be proud, you're going to fall. Amen. We, we need people who will speak the truth in love. That's why we need Christ's community. That's why we need each other. This is God's design for his world, for his church. And so the church is a stronghold against which the gates of Hades will not prevail. Many kings and kingdoms have risen against the church of Jesus and have tried to annihilate the church of Jesus. Their kings and emperors have tried to throw the men of God, servants of God, people who followed God into, uh, you know, arenas that were, you know, Uh, where they were fed to hungry lions and they thought they can snuff out the church of Jesus. It didn't happen. They were burnt at their stakes. They were crucified upside down. But the church of Jesus continues to thrive and live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church of Jesus is still alive and well and is growing around the world. Kings and kingdoms have tried to put it down but it could never be overrun. By any power or work of the enemy. Buildings were demolished. Church properties were grabbed. Pastors were killed. Blood was shed. But the church continues to grow. Because the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Hallelujah. And so the church, the body of Christ, the people of God are a stronghold of God. Amen. You come and become part of his people and you identify yourself and you say, I belong to Christ and I belong to his people. I belong to Christ and I belong to his community. I belong to Christ and I belong to his church. If you are identifying yourself with his people, you are a stronghold of God. The enemy cannot ride over us. The enemy cannot plunder our lives. We are safe in the stronghold. Number four and finally, Find your stronghold. Sometimes we can be in a place where we are not in a stronghold. First Samuel chapter 23 verses 7 to 14. Before we read 23, let's read 22 chapter 22 and the last verse. First Samuel chapter 22 and the last verse verse 23. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. The man who wants to kill you is trying to kill me too. You will be safe with me. What a statement it is. This is by David. When he was running away from Saul, Saul was after his life going to kill him. And now Abiathar is the only one who has escaped from the among the priests who were put to death by Saul because the priests helped David by giving them bread and the sword of Goliath. And so Saul was enraged and he killed all the priests and only one survived Abiathar. And he came and he t- told David, All the priests have been killed. My family members, everybody has been killed by Saul. And David is right here in this place. And he says to Abither, come join along with me. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. The man who wants to kill you is trying to kill me too. You will be safe with me. (laughs) If probably we were there, we would say, the one who is trying to kill you is trying to kill me also. So if you are with me, you will also be killed. And if I am with you, I might get killed because of you. So it's better we don't stay together. You run away somewhere. You hide. I go hide somewhere else. Right? When we play, uh, when the kids play, what's that? Hide and seek. They would not like to hide together. They like to go hide alone. Because when the catcher comes, uh, Both of them are going to be, even if one of them, their leg is sticking out somewhere, that's going to show up and both of them are going to get caught. And so David should have said, don't stay with me. It's very unsafe for you. You know, all your family members have been killed. You better run away for your life and stay somewhere safe. Because if you are with me, Saul is going to kill you also. It's mutually dangerous. But he says, both of us are going to be killed. (laughs) The one who is after your life is also after my life. Come be with me. You are going to be safe. How was he able to say that? That's because he found a stronghold. Hallelujah. He was secure. He knew that the enemy, Saul cannot touch him. Unless God permits. Read with me chapter 23 verses 7 to 14. Saul was told that David had gone to Keilah. And he said God has delivered him into my hands for David has imprisoned himself by entering a town with gates and bars and Saul called up all his forces for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting against him he said to Abiathar the priest bring the ephod David said. Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard definitely that Saul plans to come to Keilah and destroy the town on account of me. Will the citizens of Keilah surrender me to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will. Again David asked, will the citizens of Keilah surrender me and my men to Saul? And the Lord said, they will. So clear answer from God. Yes, Saul is going to come and he's going to take control of this city and he's going to destroy the city. They will hand you over to them. And so David immediately, what, is it, what did he do? So David and his men, about 600 in number, left Kayla and kept moving from place to place, place to place, looking for a stronghold, looking for a place of safety, looking for a place of escape, right? When Saul was told that David had escaped from Kayla, he did not go there. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. Hallelujah. David went from place to place, place to place, to find a place to hide. But he could not find one. But finally, when he came there, he found a place in the wilderness, a wilderness strongholds in the hills of the desert of Ziph. And day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. David found his stronghold. But the primary stronghold was God. He inquired of God, where should I go? Will these people hand me over to them, to my enemy? Will the people of Keilah hand me over? Will they, will Saul come and capture the city? David said, yes, they will. And so David, david was going from place to place to find a stronghold where the enemy cannot come and attack and god was his stronghold and god gave him a stronghold and god did not allow saul to find him even though saul was searching for him all over the place hallelujah hallelujah you see we will have to find our stronghold in god David is inquiring about the movement of the enemy. God reveals the plans of the enemy. He finds a stronghold in the desert and God does not hand him over to the enemy. He did not want to be in a place of vulnerability. He did not want to be in a place where he can be easily seen and visible. He did not find Kayla to be a secure place by himself. He knew this could also, even though it seemed to be secure, even though it seemed to be a place with bars and gates, even though it seemed to be a well-fortified place, it is still not a safe place. There are points in our life, there are places in our life, there are areas in our life where we can easily fall. There are weak points in our life, there are weak moments in our life and if we get there it's possible that we can fall and we can come under the attack of the devil it's possible that we could come and be at a place where we can lose our strength lose our protection whatever be it for each one of us we need to identify that we are not in a place of weakness that we are not allowing the you know we are not allowing ourselves to be in a place where the enemy can easily target us where you do not put yourself, place yourself in a place where you can easily trip and fall into a sin or a temptation, where you can easily fall into somebody else's trap. Hallelujah. Somebody who is very close to you, who is very pally pally with you. And every time you need some money is probably just lending you money freely, very easily, very quickly. And and telling you, you know, anytime, take whatever you want. All that is mine is yours. You think, oh, what a friend. What a good heart. And then suddenly one day they're borrowing 50 lakhs from the bank. And they ask for an obligation. Would you sign as a surety? (laughs) Would you sign as a surety? Because you've become very pally pally. And now they're asking you to sign. This is a point of vulnerability. This is a place where you can crash your whole life if you you just signed for the sake of that friendship. And so maybe you may have to make a choice between keeping that friendship or signing these papers. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? And so there are times where we will have to ask God and see what, And find your stronghold. Find your strength. Find your place of safety. Find your place of protection. If you go along with somebody, maybe there is a possibility that there is something that can happen. There is something that they might do which is not right, which is not good, which is not healthy, which is not helpful, which is harmful. Maybe we would have to be finding our stronghold and being safe keeping ourselves safe, keeping our family safe, keeping, keeping our children safe. We need to find strongholds that we can be secure in and only God can protect us as we find our strongholds in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy might be setting traps. The enemy might be looking for the weak spots. The enemy may be placing those blind spots we need to be aware that we need to be careful not to allow ourselves to be in a place of vulnerability where the enemy can you know use us or see us as an easy target and can plunder our lives and our families and our children and topple us there can be moments of good you know intentions but bad consequences we can have good thoughts, good intentions, but which things that we do can result in bad consequences. And so those are the points of weaknesses. Those are the points of vulnerability. Those are the times where we have to be cautious, prayerful, thinking through, seeking God for advice, seeking God for counsel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody, you know, in a in a group yesterday, uh, they were talking about... Um, a mindset program and this is from korea and they said if you take up this program it's a 90 hour program and you sign up for it and you pay big money to go through it and you get a certification at the end of it whereby you are an expert in you know helping people with how they can control their mind and how they can use their mind productively and effectively and how they can you know enlarge the capacities of their mind and so this is a very very popular uh, project that is going around the world and It's offered to politicians, it's offered to police officers, it's offered to college students, it's offered to working professionals uh, around the world and it's become one of the very popular in thing which many people are going into. And what is happening is uh, there are a bunch of pastors also who got uh, excited about it and they signed up for it and they are almost in the process of signing up. They have been talking and one of them has gone to Korea and explored and everything and come back. In this conversation, uh, we found that there was something that uh, didn't seem to go very well. Because um, uh, you just do this and then the moment you just go and do a couple of uh, one session, one sitting with a group of people, they're just going to come after you like, oh, we want more, we want more, we want more. They're going to come after you and they're going to pay you for you to come and do this, uh, you know, helping professionals. Uh, enlarge the capacity of their minds and they said this is something completely biblical and just that the name of jesus is not going to be used but uh, it's going to be all biblical principles so nobody would know why should we do that (laughs) first place and so everybody was talking and excited about it and then after the meeting was over one of them uh, went back home and investigated a little bit into it and found that it was a cult group It's a cult who is propagating what they're doing, their false teachings through this mind program and presenting them in a very nice way, packaged it so well that, you know, big time people, CEOs of companies, founders of universities, deans, uh, you know, vice presidents are attending this program. (laughs) You see, and as they were talking about it, one of them kept protesting and one of them kept saying, no, no, we don't need all of this. I think that man had the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he found a secure, safe place in this group and said, hey, this is something we should not buy into we we should not be taking this into but it never sounded anything bad it sounded good it said like once you start doing this you're going to get access into impossible places and to high positions people with high influences and through that you can share the gospel with people it sounded good but it's a point of vulnerability it's a point where you can fall where a person can lose his life where he can go away from the truth this is a place which is a place uh, which is a trap of the enemy But it comes packaged in in a very, very high-flown level. It's a very expensive course to go through. It's a high-level certification that you get. And they've branded it so well. (laughs) But it's fundamentally a cult group who is doing this. Thank God that God exposed this to us last night. And so we started alerting those guys who have you know, thought that this is a great program to go through. Amen. And so the enemy comes in different ways, very, very subtle ways. He comes through intellect. He comes through intellectual stuff. He comes through a white-collar job. (laughs) He comes through many, many different ways in very subtle ways in forms of training. This is a training to enlarge your mind and your capacity of thinking. And who would say it's bad? It's wrong. No. But the ones who are doing it is a cult group. But that's completely concealed. It's secret. Nobody knows that. It's presented in a different way. And so even if you're taking up a course, (laughs) even if you're going through a program, a training, it looks so simple on the outside, isn't it? And every organization, every corporate house will have some form of training or the other. And there will be some agencies from outside who will be employed and doing stuff. But who would ever thought that it could be a cult? That's where we need to find our stronghold in God. That we will be safe from all kinds of deceptive ways the enemy works in the world today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy works in all kinds of deceptive ways. The enemy is after our lives. The enemy is after our souls. The enemy is after our children. The enemy is after our finances. The enemy is after our jobs and our health. The enemy is after our you know, eternal life. The enemy is after everything about us. The enemy is mad at us because we have found the truth and we have found Jesus. The devil wants to somehow bring us down but we need to find our stronghold and keep, that will keep us away from the points of vulnerability to the enemy hallelujah praise the lord so that we will not become soft easy targets for the devil to trap us in some way may god protect us and help us to have our strongholds amen let's pray thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus we want to have you as our stronghold the salvation of the righteous is in the lord and he is their stronghold in times of trouble hallelujah god is our stronghold the supernatural manifestation of the power of god is our stronghold where we could run in the church the community of christ the set apart people of god is a stronghold for god the enemy cannot penetrate the enemy cannot plunder The enemy cannot take control. The enemy cannot take charge because this is a place where Christ dwells. You shall be my people. I will be your God and I will dwell among you. He comes and dwells amongst us. So we are a stronghold. Hallelujah. 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 Would you start praising and thanking God because God is our stronghold. We need to find our stronghold and keep our way from the points of vulnerability where we can be easy targets for the enemy oh god we pray that you will help us always to find our stronghold oh not to assume a place of safety but to find our stronghold in you lord hallelujah david did not find kayla to be a stronghold for him he prayed and asked lord is this a stronghold is this a safe place will i be secure here hallelujah is this a place of escape Oh God, hallelujah. No, God said no. Hallelujah, this is not a stronghold. But the city was not a stronghold but the desert was a stronghold. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. The city was not a stronghold but the desert was a stronghold. Hallelujah. You'd always think that a city is a stronger place. A safer place. A gated place. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But God was giving him a stronghold in the desert. Even in the desert, God will give you a stronghold. Hallelujah. Even a wild place, even uninhabited place, God will be a stronghold. You will find safety even in what seemed to be very insecure, what seemed to be slippery ground, what seemed to be oh a place where you think that nothing is going to be secure and safe. is a stronghold. You can find that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might think you don't find any support from anybody around you. There's nobody supportive, nobody encouraging, nobody strengthening you, nobody giving you support and joy, nobody giving you all the help that you need. But God is your stronghold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will find a stronghold even in the desert. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God because God is able to establish a stronghold for you in the desert. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A place of safety, a place of security that any, nothing will be snatched away from you. Oh, the enemy cannot see you. Hallelujah. The, God, the Lord will hide you in the desert stronghold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We pray that you will put a hedge around everyone and keep us in the stronghold of God. Hallelujah, help us to find our strongholds and escape the vulnerable moments of our lives and the points of our lives. That we will not become easy targets for the enemy to be manipulated and to be abused. Hallelujah, to be misused and to be ridden over, to be taken captive. We will not allow the enemy to take, it, take captive of our lives. We will not allow the enemy and the wishes and the dreams of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy to take captive of our lives. Hallelujah. We will find our desert strongholds and be strong for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And be secure in God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother, sister. Oh, you are under the stronghold of God. Hallelujah. No man can touch you. No evil spirit from hell can touch you. Hallelujah. No wild scheme can overcome you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray a blessing upon every one of us. Keep us in the stronghold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.